What's up guys, AJ here. I'm going to recap the UFC event that took place uh, just a few moments ago, recording this here at 10.43 p.m. Central Standard Time, so those are my, my thoughts are as of that time, uh, just to be totally clear. Uh, yeah, let's just talk about this card. Uh, just some general thoughts right off the top. I thought it was just crazy, like the outcomes, just uh, some of these awesome fights. We had some debuting fighters just fight so valiantly and just it was so impressive honestly like these these cards have never like disappointed recently like it's crazy uh i mean obviously i can't tell what's going on behind the scenes here but like for all these short notice replacements to come in and uh just fight and then take it a step further and they're fighting like how they're fighting it just seems so crazy like it just seems like it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be possible to um you know, to, to somebody who maybe didn't see it actually play out. So I really am content with how this, this event happened and, and how it played out. Just uh, there's some takeaways too, you know. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, obviously, as, as you guys know, I, I bet these fights. So I will just for transparency purposes and just to let you all know where my head was at, uh, when I made these decisions, I'll just, you know, share some, some quick thoughts on those. Not trying to just, you know, share my results to to like uh you know brag or anything like that just want to to let you guys know where my head was at just to be transparent um and learn from this i mean i i've been studying this game for a while and i'm sure you have too but even even uh you know people as knowledgeable about a particular subject there's always room to improve always room to grow um and that's the case that that uh we have here so Without further ado, let's just get into the first fight of the night. It was actually a fight I had a bet on. Chris Gutierrez versus uh, UFC newcomer Cody Durden. This uh, Cody was one of the newcomers that I was uh, alluding to with uh, UFC debut on very short notice. Uh, this gentleman comes to the NFC, and uh, I bet him. I, I put a unit on him uh, at plus two sixty. It's uh, it's a risk, just like uh, you know, like every other bet. Uh, in this game, but it was a risk I was willing to take just for a, a 1% of my betting bankroll chance on, on a wrestler who I thought could pose problems to Gutierrez. Uh, I'll just, you know, concisely say, like, I think Gutierrez could strike with the best of them. I really do. The guy checks so many boxes, but if you want to test Gutierrez the most in, a, in the facet of MMA where he struggled, it's definitely that defensive wrestling. Um, and, and Cody is a really good wrestler. Just, um, Thought he could pose some problems there. Even with the short notice, I wasn't... That didn't discourage me from betting him because he, he's fought twice in 2020, once in March and once July 18th. So I, I realized, you know, UFC debut versus, you know, non-UFC promotion is totally different. But uh, just like I was saying, you know, a little built-in risk, built-in variance. It's all good. Uh, Cody seemed like a gamer from everything that I researched. Tough guy. Definitely put the toughness on display. Guy showed an excellent chin. Took some... Some head kicks from Gutierrez, which, man, like the guy, for the guy not to even uh, go down, like it's just crazy to just see him standing there and fighting so tough and, and not getting discouraged. Uh, he, he slowed down in that fight, but you could tell he, he fought like he wanted to win. So to be honest with you, I just thought it was one of those fights where both guys did great. I thought Gutierrez did great. Uh, he definitely shined as the fight progressed. And it was crazy to see unanimous draw. Um first time I've seen it happen I think it, it might have been the first time it's ever happened in the UFC so when they were reading the cards honestly like I, I kind of thought they were actually going to give it to Gutierrez because that first round uh 
you know, debatable, like 10-8, 10-9. I, I know there's a little bit of controversy with that. I mean, personally, I could see the, the argument either way, to be honest. Like, in terms of, like, purely control, uh, holding dominant position, like, yeah, that's, like, I guess one angle. But then also in terms of, like, damage taken, like, Cody wasn't doing anything too significant on the ground. You know, he threatened with uh, some chokes, but, like, mostly just around the jaw. Like, he didn't have... He didn't get under like you know Gutierrez's neck, like threatening with him too much. So I kind of I see both sides. Uh, both guys. It was one of those fights where I just think that both guys, since they had to dig deep, like they're gonna just become better out of it and just um, fight better going forward. Uh, I like to see what Cody does on a full camp. Uh, UFC debut on short notice as a big underdog. I, I definitely thought that he uh, he he definitely uh, sh- he put on a good performance considering those circumstances, a very good performance. So happy with Cody there and Chris, uh, Jamal Emmers, the biggest favorite on the card, um, unanimous decision win over Vince, uh, Cachero Emmers. Um, yeah, I mean, he definitely showed a lot more urgency in this fight like that. That's, that's huge for him because I bet him against, uh, Chikadze, uh, in his debut. Um, and part of the reason why he lost that fight slash, you know, why it was super competitive uh, it's because that like lack of urgency, but he really came out on on fire in this fight. You know, it was reflected in the amount of significant strikes that he landed. It was just reflected in, from the eye test, really. And uh, he just put on a, a clear performance. He was able to mix in his wrestling. Uh, I think Embers is really talented. You know, sometimes he could kind of overextend himself on his punches, uh, like like he did in, in the fight tonight. But I think he was just trying to really, you know, you know, fight very aggressively. Maybe too aggressively, but um, considering the circumstance, maybe he just fights with a bit more composure going forward. I do think Emmers is really talented. I just, uh, again, I, I do think that he should, you know, that that fighting with uh, moderate urgency and mixing in the wrestling should be the game plan going forward. And I really do think he could win a lot of fights at the UFC level. Vince, uh, I thought the guy showed incredible durability. Like, there's no doubting this guy's chin. I mean, just the shots that he took... Uh, just this guy's toughness was unreal and his cardio was unreal too. Like to take this fight on very short notice up a weight class and um, really, you know, even though Emmers won a, a clear unanimous decision, 30, 27, I mean, he really gave Emmers a lot to deal with. And Emmers even said it in his uh, post fights uh, interview. Like he, he's like, the guy was so tough, basically I'm paraphrasing there, but uh, he acknowledged like, you know, Vince was a very tough customer. So yeah, I like to see where, where, um, Vince goes, uh, man, if he shows that durability and cardio going forward, I mean, those two factors alone will mean that he could, uh, you know, definitely fight with the with the best of them. He definitely showed some skills as well. Uh, the striking looks out. Uh, again, he got taken down a few times, but it's excusable because Emmers is a, a really good wrestler and he had the size advantage. So I'm not ready to say, like, you know, Vince has, like, bad takedown defense or anything. No, because, again, look at who he's fighting and look at the look at the uh, the size disparity here. So... It wasn't a bad showing by all, by any means, for Vince. I actually thought it was a good, really good showing considering the circumstances. <clears throat> Johnny Munoz taking on Nate Manus. This is another fight that was put together relatively uh, short notice. Munoz te- stepping in for Ray Borg. Um, you know, it was. I, I was a little perplexed by the scoring. I guess it, you know, like giving Nate round three, I think, is, is fair. I thought rounds one and two were... Uh, you know, I, I definitely thought round one went in favor of, of Munoz. I thought round one could arguably t- be 10-8 because while it wasn't, like, 
uh, as dominant in terms of like positional control as you know Cody's first round against Chris's uh, in round one of the, the first fight. It was like he almost stopped the fight there. Like had there been a few more seconds, I think we could have seen a, a stoppage. So um, I think that first round was like debatably ten eight. Obviously, it didn't you know didn't matter. Uh, but um, and I thought round two was was close, but I, I edged it to to Johnny. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to see Nate get a win. That's a really good win. He had to dig deep. He definitely overcame a lot of adversity. Uh, you know, he got taken down. He got his guard passed. Uh, the guys showed solid takedown defense. Um, again, we could, I guess, you know, uh, wonder about what it would have looked like against Borg. But uh, we, we might not know, uh, at least for the time being. So, uh, all things considered, both guys uh, making their UFC debuts, got that experience under their belt. And uh, let's see what they do going forward. Jonathan Martinez taking on Frankie Signs. Uh, if you're somebody that bet Jonathan Martinez, I imagine that you just feel really good about the bet because uh, he really just left no doubt. I mean, Jonathan uh, just dominated this fight from bell to bell. Like, this was, like, the most dominant, uh, clear-cut performance, I think, from any favorite on the card, um, you know, from, from bell to bell, basically. Like, Emmer's won clearly, but, like... Um, you know, I, th- I think Martinez was just a bit more dominant than him, to be honest, with all the with the three knockdowns and uh, just the damage he took. He, t- he put on just such a striking clinic, did Martinez. Um, this is a guy that, yeah, he gets better each time out there. He's young. He's hungry. Um, you know, he trains at, at Factory Axe Muay Thai with, with Gutierrez. So the guy's, the guy's striking is in check, the movement, the footwork. Uh, man, he, he used those knees up the middle really good. I mean, he had... A really good game plan to defend the wrestling threat of signs because that was the concern with with uh, you know on his side of things in this matchup was Martinez's takedown defense because uh, he got taken down a few times by Andre Sukumta by um, Waluigi uh, Buren and so that was kind of the concern here against signs was like what was his takedown defense going to look like but the takedown defense was in check again he he landed some good knees there and he just uh, he looks so good um, you know you know fighting I think that was his best performance to date so. Excited to see where uh, Jonathan goes. I, I think he's, uh, you know, just young, hungry, learning, and uh, I think we could see some more good performances out of him going forward. Um, so looking looking forward to seeing how Jonathan uh, performs going forward. And then we've got Lana Venata and Bobby Green in the rematch. This was uh, awesome, just like the first one. It's, uh, you know, Jessica Andrade and Rose Namajunas won performance bonus for fight of the night in both of their fights. And uh, so did this one. So it's like kind of, you know, not record-breaking, but very rare at the same time. So uh, really cool uh, accolade. I, I think it was the right full fight of the night winner. You know, Bobby fought so good. I'm so happy for the guy. Again, I think he's really talented. And uh, this was probably like, you know, the mer- most urgency I've seen him like fight in his, in his past few fights, you know, from a, from a round-around basis. Uh, you know, there's some fights like against Drakkar Close, like in round two, for instance, where he's... Uh, you know, putting on a dominant performance, but it doesn't always like translate into some of the other rounds of the respective fight. But this one was pretty clear. I mean, he he did really good from bell to bell. Did Bobby? Uh, you know, did some damage, landed some takedowns. Uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, that's what you get for with two game fighters. Just a, an awesome fight, and uh, yeah, happy to see Bobby get his hand raised. Um, yeah, and I, th- I thought Lando definitely fought really tough and, and, and hung in there too. Definitely had some moments. So 
it was an awesome fight. Not not all too surprised. Uh, shout out to Loudmouth MMA podcast I do with my my pals Davidson Baker and, and Marcel Dorf. We, we all uh, I believe we all unanimously picked this one for fight of the night. It was like uh, you know probably the favorite for that. Uh, I don't know if there was odds out, but <laughs> considering it won the first time, but uh, feels good that we were all on on the same page there and it uh, it came to fruition. So um, yeah, just awesome fight. Glad it glad it played out how we all thought it could. Vincente Luque. Um, oh, and I forgot to say prior. I had a I had a bet on Jonathan Martinez, Frankie Signs, two units on the fight does not go the three round distance. So um, yeah, I just basically foresaw like Martinez most likely could have won the fight by knockout, basically. But also Signs had a legitimate puncher's chance too because he does have some some power. And I have seen Martinez rocked a few times, uh, you know, just in his uh, fight against Andre Sukumtov, for instance. So uh, plus money, I took a two unit shot on it. And, uh, yeah, feel good about it. Vincente Luque versus Randy Brown. This was my last and final bet. I had four units on Vincente Luque to win. I felt really good about it. Um, you know, I, I did, uh, and it kind of goes around my, along with my point with the whole, like, risk thing. Um, you know, I acknowledge that, like, you know, Luque has taken some damage in his recent fights. You know, just uh, to quickly say, the Nico Price fight, Stefan Thompson, Mike Perry, Brian Barbarena. Um I was just hopeful that, um, you know, it, it wouldn't play out exactly like those fights because Brown typically is a guy that wants to stand at range um, and not do that sort of fight like um, like a back-and-forth brawl. Uh, that said, he still did land 61 significant strikes. I did think that Brown definitely had some really good moments in that fight. Um, but ultimately, why I bet Luke, I just thought he had a lot of um, advantages here. Not like in a, in a super pronounced way, but like I just thought he was the better striker despite being the, despite uh, Brown having the, the length. Um, just Luke is more technical. I think he throws with more power, uh, better combination striker. I, I thought the calf kicks were there as well. And uh, if it went to the ground, um, I was actually kind of surprised that Luke didn't threaten a bit more with sub attempts. Uh, but I guess it's more so just a, a compliment to how how much uh, Brown's ground game has really improved. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, just a, a really good performance by Luke. I think this is probably the best he's ever looked. Just obviously he's looked really good in other fights as well. But just uh, from, you know, start to finish, just, uh, just put on really a striking clinic against a really good guy in Randy Brown. I mean, Randy Brown's a guy who... Uh, we, we saw not too long ago, put on a great performance against Brian Barbarena, really won that fight clearly. I mean, they, that fight was really never in doubt for him. Against a guy like Brian Barbarena, like, that's crazy. That's so impressive. And then the, the win over Worley Alves was really impressive too. But um, Vincente Luque, man, I mean, this guy's a gamer. I mean, this is another one of those spots where I'll, I'll talk about the next fight after this where, like, he didn't really have to f- take this fight. But I think Luque is just one of these guys that, like, he wants to fight right now. Like, he wants to stay sharp and and i really admire that because he fought nico price a second time i mean he didn't have to fight nico again considering he beat him the first time but uh, luke is a gamer he wants to improve he you know i'm sure he sees he has aspirations to move up the rankings and um yeah i'm I'm sure that he he thought that you know a guy like brown would really push him and and knowledge that brown's a really good fighter and just uh you know test his skills basically so um, really good performance by uh, the silent assassin here, Vincente Luque. I uh, always like rooting for him. I, I think he's a really good fighter, talented. So um, happy to see him get a, his hand raised in impressive fashion. The next fight, Joanne Calderwood and Jennifer Maya. Um, I guess this is kind of like the one like fight where 
uh, I somewhat considered betting, but like I, I ultimately decided not to, considering the line. Like uh, the the line for the vast majority of the week was around like plus one twenty, plus one twenty five for Maya. Now, if again, I <laughs> I don't want to be like what a shoulda coulda type of thing, but like I'm just throwing out a hypo- hypothetical scenario here. If the line throughout the majority of the week was like plus 175 mile, which is what I'm currently looking at here on BetDSI and five dimes, you know, the closing line, I would have taken a one unit shot on that. But again, I gotta, I gotta have my, my thresholds. I gotta have my, uh, my discipline here. I stick to my discipline rather. And, and I gotta, you know, again, not, not feel bad about passing up a spot. I'm just saying for full transparency, I was considering betting Maya, um, I've talked about other fights as well in the past. Just I thought the striking exchanges were going to be dictated based on the ranges. And uh, in my free breakdown, like uh, I acknowledge that Joanne was going to have success at kicking range, you know, just based off the fact that she throws more kicks. Uh, she she fights uh, technical when at range. You know, she's uh, crafty. Like, that's all great. I just thought that close up, Maya was going to be a bit sharper, a bit faster. Um you know, I, I'm not going to act like I, I saw the submission coming or anything. I just thought, like, basically, like, Maya could, like, leverage the physicality, um, push JoJo up in the clinch. Basically, like, close up, like, those exchanges were going to favor Maya and, and farther away were going to favor um, Calderwood. Um, it's It was honestly crazy to see, like, everything that happened. Like, if you would have told me that fight would have ended in the first round, I would just been like, I didn't see that coming. I mean... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say other than Maya just, that's her best win in the UFC. I mean, she's got other impressive wins, but like the way she did it, um, yeah, I mean, that was super impressive. Like she just set up that arm bar and put that, uh, I believe she's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt to use. And yeah, cause the thing with Maya, like I acknowledge that like her Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is really good, but she's one of these fighters that like she prefers to strike, which is fine because she's a really good striker too. But like, I wasn't so. That's part of the other reason why I wanted to kind of like wait on the line to drop if I was going to bet it because at plus one twenty-five, I wanted a little more wiggle room because the thing that I said about Maya was like, while she is a really good Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner, and while I do think that she can land takedowns. It's sometimes she doesn't all. She's not always willing to go for the takedown. Like she it, prior to this fight, um, she had only one, landed one takedown in the UFC per UFCStats.com, uh, and it came against Caitlin Chikagan. So, in uh, that said, she still wasn't the one that got the fight to the ground. Technically, it was JoJo that landed the takedown. But uh, just again, process oriented wise, I can't predict the future. I just gotta go off what uh. <laughs> what I know prior to the fight playing out, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just... Uh, that That's basically, though, why in a nutshell I wanted a little bit more wiggle room on, on to play a bet on Maya. Um, I thought JoJo could win. Uh, I, again, I, I think she's really talented, but uh, I think she needed to kind of keep that range for the vast majority of the fight in order to, to do that. I just think that Maya, you know, her, her grappling hasn't been, you know, on full display in the UFC prior to this fight because I think like part of the reason why is because like that fight against Liz Carmouche she was taken down she had her guard passed it's you know in a sense though like that's just excusable because Carmouche like, like that was her UFC debut and Carmouche is a woman who's fought at bantamweight so she was you know while Maya is physical like Carmouche was more physical of the two um, and Carmouche is a really good black belt herself so it wasn't like it was still kind of like I guess going into this fight kind of 
hard to, I guess, gauge how like good Maya's BJJ is against, you know, the elite women of this weight class. Um, but just based off the fact that she is a black belt and that Jojo is a blue belt, um, I had to favor Maya there and basically just the other stuff that I saw on tape. So basically what I'm just trying to say though, is, is really good win for Maya. That was really solid. Um, I do hope that Jojo gets her chance. I mean, that, I mean, this was a huge risk for her to take, but she, just like Luke, she's a gamer. It just, it just didn't work out in her way. It is what it is. It's a fight game. Um, there, there's risk with, with every decision that is being made. So um, I hope I hope JoJo could get that shot again. Uh, for now, I actually think we could maybe see Jennifer Maya versus Cynthia Calvillo, considering they're both coming off really good wins, and uh, they're both at the the top of the the top of the heap of the division, right? So um, yeah, I think that we could see something like that. Maybe um, Cynthia versus Caitlin Jukagan, or maybe Jennifer Maya versus Jessica I. I think there's a few different ways you could you could see how it goes. So yeah, I I just am so uh, so happy for Jennifer because uh, that's a that's a huge win for her. Uh, main event: Edmund Shabazian taking on Derek Brunson. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, this was a, a really good performance by Derek Brunson. Just uh, came out there with a really good game plan, clinched up a lot, took Edmund down, really pushed the the cardio of Edmund, which is really smart. I mean the camp had to acknowledge. I'm sure that uh, Edmund was going to be a threat early on, but uh, the way to suppress the power is to just kind of wear him out down the stretch. Um, process oriented wise I thought we could see potentially better cardio out of Edmund than say his UFC debut despite the fact that he hadn't been pushed beyond the first round since because I thought that was kind of like a learning experience for him um, but yeah he you could definitely tell that he was putting a, a lot of uh, force behind his shots and that's naturally going to tire uh, a fighter out than say if they just uh, fight a bit more composed technically methodically um, rather than just hunting for the KO. I mean, he was doing well early on, but then uh, once he slowed down, Brunson pretty much took over. I mean, the momentum was certainly shifting there in that second round. And uh, everybody that bet that bet Brunson, um, it's got to feel really good to cash the, the biggest underdog on the card. Um, and it's just, uh, I guess, another case where, like, um, another just point I'd like to reiterate, and I guess hammer home since it's the last fight, like, there's always risk, like, with these decisions. Like, Edmund was the biggest favorite on the card. Um, but it was it was still like a, a risk. Like he still lost the fight. Um, I'm just trying to say that from the standpoint of like um, I got to be okay with the decisions I make, and I got to acknowledge that there are there's built-in levels of risk with those decisions. You know, some obviously more risky than others, but that's just the game that we play. Um, so I, it's just a it's just a learning process, right? Like it's just uh, one of those things where just can't can't get discouraged. Just learn, grow. Uh, improve and just enjoy it. I mean, enjoy the journey. So, again, just a super impressive performance by Derek. Uh, Edmund is still really young and super talented. I mean, this guy is only 22 years young. Still got plenty of potential. Like one loss as a prospect does not mean that the the hype is derailed or that he just can't be a champion in the future. No, he's still really young. I mean, even guys like uh, you know, going back a few weeks ago, like Montel Jackson losing to Brett Johns. It, it tells me just he wasn't ready to beat Brett Johns when they fought. I mean, it's not to say he can't beat Brett Johns a year from now because, you know, prospects like that are, I think, are going to make significant improvements each and every time out there considering their age, uh, MMA youth, uh, their, their, their uh, athleticism, their tools, just th these fighters could really put it all together once they just gain a bit more MMA knowledge just in, in learn from the experiences and just enjoy the journey and just, you know, I still remember like Max Holloway, you know, he lost a couple fights before, you know, really going on his run, but 
again, I mean, look what look what how how he turned out. I mean, it's so every fighter goes through you know some some adversity early on in their career. I mean, even even the undefeated ones. I mean, Khabib doesn't have a loss on his record, but he's still been you know tested uh, you know really good uh, or you know you know been pushed really hard rather. So it's just a learning experience for all these young fighters, to be honest. Uh, you know, I'm not ready to say like Edmund can't be a champion or anything. It's just, you know, right now he, he's just, uh, you know, he's got some work to do and that's okay. I mean, it just, again, he's still really young and there's, there's still plenty of reason to be uh, hopeful that he could, you know, do really well in the future. So it's, it's the game we play. Um, I enjoy it. I embrace it. I love it. Um, and, uh, looking forward to, uh, I guess talking about an X card. Uh, I already got a couple bets posted, so uh, if you'd like to find out more information, you could do so by reaching out to me on Twitter at AJMMABetting. Uh, Instagram, if, if that's a more comfortable social media platform, I'm found on there as well. Um, any feedback is appreciated. Uh, like hearing what you guys have to say. You know, If you want to share with me a, a, a fun bet that cashed, uh, go right ahead. That's awesome. Just uh, Yeah, I'd like to hear good things from you guys, uh, how, how you guys did. Um, and yeah, just a, a fun card from top to bottom. Um, you know, not as many t- fights nearly as last week. In fact, there are nearly half, but uh, it's still a fight card, you know, still still fights to enjoy and, you know, just a good night all around. So um, just like to, to sign off here, wish you all well and uh, have a nice day, guys. Bye.